Hello, I'm Kaylee Coons, a student at Washington State University, an inspiring entrepreneur and educator, and I'm here today with Edgar Apollinari, who also attends Washington State University. He is a criminal justice major and will be graduating this spring. It's so great to have you here today, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and having these cru- crucial conversations with me. Thank you. It's really good. Um, good to hear talk about different perspectives and. Thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome, and, and again, thank you so much. For today's talk, we're going to be discussing about the rise in hate crimes against Asian Americans, Edgar's perspective and intake, and how Asian American students are impacted, and how we as educators can raise a voice. To start off, first, I want to address what AAPI stands for, and what "Stop AAPI Hate" means. For all who are listening, AAPI stands for Asian American Pacific Islander, and when we say "stop AAPI hate," we are telling the world that we need, that we demand, that violence and hate that is targeted towards Asian Americans to stop. We need to stop AAPI hate. I cannot speak for every Asian American, but I believe that Asian Americans have been silent too long. We cannot be lo- overlooked anymore. As if our community doesn't face issues, because we do, and now we need to be heard more than ever. There are hundreds of stories of hate crimes, and especially elderly Asian Americans being attacked in broad daylight, and many times to the point of death. The 2021 Atlanta spa shootings that occurred not even a month ago—that was devastating. For all of those listening and don't know, there was a series of mass shootings at three spas. Eight people dead at the end of Robert Lawn. Nine millimeter semi-automatic pistol. Six of those people were Asian American women, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when the news broke out, the media never addressed the shootings as a hate crime. They never did that, even though it was clearly a hate crime. Now Robert is white, and there's nothing wrong with being white, but if this shooter was a person of color, what do you think the headlines would have been? However. You know what that was said in response to the shooting? Captain Jay Baker said that that the suspect was having a bad day. Having a bad day. I heard that. It's really disheartening to hear about Captain Baker saying that the suspect was having a bad day, because these victims had family and friends who really cared about them, and just thinking that this person could commit such a heinous crime, and it's. Played off as just having a bad day. Everyone has a bad day, but this is was more than that. This was definitely a hate crime that should be treated more seriously, and should be talked about more in the news media when it came out, and even to this day. Furthermore, the suspect was also able just to walk away that same day, even though he murdered multiple people. He was able to come back, and. Come in one piece. There's been a lot of examples over the summer of many individuals, specifically people of color, who have done nothing wrong, but were still murdered in cold blood. That's kind of the world that we live in. As you, Kaylee, being a future edu- educator, how do you think you would have responded to that day if you were a teacher in the classroom? That is a packed question. How do I address my students when the news breaks out? What do I do as an Asian American teacher, and how do I comfort my Asian American students and let them know 
that they are going to be okay, that with me, that I will be there for them. How am I going to create a safe environment in my classroom after they hear about the tragic news about the Atlantic shooting and all the hate crimes rising? And I have to be honest with you, I do have mixed feelings about that, and I'm going to tell you why. For all of those who don't know, I'm adopted and was brought to a community where it's predominantly white. There was only one other Asian student in my class, and we were not in the same friend group. You get the picture, but with the rising hate crimes towards Asian Americans, I feel a sense of over- overwhelmness, the sense of confusion. My heart hurts for the Asian community, and there will be times when I see all these attacks happening, and I just I just can't stop crying. There is hurt and it's frustration, but all these emotions I can't feel like. But I'm like an outsider. Like these emotions aren't ones I'm allowed to have. And I'll explain myself later because I, because I do want to explain what I just said out there. Um, but I do want to ask you a question first, Edgar. How does being Mexican impact your perspectives on these issues today? Um, for me, being like coming from a Mexican household that's predominantly a Catholic household, um, I don't know. I feel like looking at like today's issues is kind of like similar to some thing that like my parents seem to say a lot. Like I know growing up, like my mom, she would always like remind me to be like extra careful, especially like around police in general. Cause like for me, um, we tend to be like really afraid of the police because of like what could potentially happen to like our family. For example, like I remember growing up where I would have this neighbor who like I known for like so long, but a couple years like ago, like their dad was actually like arrested and was taken back to Mexico. And it's just really difficult to just imagine this happening to like my own family and someone who's in my own community. And I feel like to my community, I feel like there's been a lot of instances where a lot of Hispanic communities are really afraid of the police because of the implications it can have on our community. So I think like going off what Kaylee was talking about, I feel like there's a lot of different perspectives on the police, some that are positive and negative, but I think that we should remember that at the end of the day, um, these issues really need to be talked about because it's something that's not really talked about in the general public. So I feel like coming out to this podcast today is something really special because I will discuss about my own issues and my thoughts about all the injustices happening today. So I just wanted to thank Kaylee for bringing me on. Yes, I'm glad that you're here with me today. And Thank you for bringing up your perspectives. Um, that made me think about my perspectives with the police. Um, and honestly, um, I do have the privilege um, that when I do see a police officer, I don't necessarily, you know, get scared or think that this could potentially be my last day. And um, I just show how much privilege I have. But then also, um, it just it depends on each person and with these issues today because um there was this TikTok video 
And for those who don't know what TikTok is, it's basically a social platform where everyone can submit videos and whatnot, various tasks and activities. Anyway, there was one video where this guy was explaining how this Asian man, he was being attacked on his bike. He was driving, he was just riding his bike downtown and people were throwing rocks at him. And so the biker, he reported to the police and they just did not care. So it really depends um, on like who you are. Um, I do recognize I do have more privilege than others, but then I also see that I'm not immune to um, all the hate um, and like lack of knowledge from some police. Um, so just it's a very complicated system, unfortunately. However, to go back to what I was saying earlier about not fitting in as an Asian American, um, so I I do look Asian, but I just don't feel like I fit in. And if you have seen Crazy Rich Asians, I'm gonna explain a scene that really uh, stood out to me because I could relate to so much. But if you have not seen Crazy Rich Asians, it is a movie about how this this girl she just she learns her way about her boyfriend's um, family and how like the wealthiest side. Um, honestly, it was a, it was a pretty good movie, but that's besides the point, really. Um, so one thing I related to the movie Crazy Rich Asians was the main character, Rachel Chu. And she was talking to her mom, and her mom said something along the lines that, you have a face of a Chinese woman, but in a heart, head and heart, you're not. And I was able to understand that because I'm Chinese, and even though I look Chinese, I'm not, I'm not Asian inside. So like that makes me think, how can I, as a future Asian-American teacher, play a role in my Asian, like to my Asian American students' life, when I myself don't feel like I belong to the Asian community, and I don't really understand what it's like to be Asian. And many people have said I'm basically white, and a part of me understands where they're coming from, but a bigger part of me is hurt. And it took me years to finally understand why the comment would hurt so much. And it's because I want to be Asian enough. I'm too white for the Asian Americans, or just Asian people in general, and I'm too Asian amongst like the white people. So where is the balance, and will there ever be one? Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like a lot of people like feel like an outsider. Like even for like me, um, for me, I was kind of born in Mexico. And I think I came here when I was around like two or three years old. And for me, I think it's kind of similar. Even though I can speak the language, I know the culture, I've gone through similar religion as my parents. I still don't feel like I'm exactly like fully a part of my community in some ways. Because like there's been a lot of examples where people have said something similar to what Kelly has mentioned in her story. Like for me, I remember that I was in a, quinceanera and I remember I was just going to the bathroom like everyone else at the party and there was this man who was obviously 
a little bit intoxicated. But I remember he was talking to me in Spanish, and he was like, oh, you look Indian in Spanish. And he was just talking to me and, like, berating me. And I don't know, I just felt, like, so different from him in a way. I know I didn't grow up in the culture, and I don't exactly look Mexican because I have a little bit of a darker skin complexion. But I felt like I was really left out in that moment. And I feel like a lot of different people feel the same way. Maybe they don't feel as connected to a part of their community that, like, their parents grew up in. But I don't think that should be... Mm, I think people should just remember that even if you feel like an outsider, there's other people who feel the same way as you, that they feel like they're an outsider. And so I feel like for Kay, like, I don't know if she has to do anything specific for her Asian American students in the future. I feel like just being an educator and being seen, I think that's enough to change a lot of different students' lives. For example, like, I remember, like, I had some teachers who were also Mexican, who, even though I didn't know their backstory, I didn't know their lives, if they had something similar as me, I felt a lot more comfortable around them and was able to talk to them more. And I just felt like I had someone who I could look up to. And I feel like being a future educator like Haley, I think she'll be someone that people could look up towards and aspire to be like. Thank you, Edgar. I mean, I do hope that my students will look up to me. Um, and I do hope that my Asian American students feel like they belong because growing up, um, I never had an Asian teacher. I had a dance teacher, but um, we never really connected on that level. I just, so I don't know. I all, I mostly just had white teachers and it wasn't even until um this semester when I had my first black professor and that just made me realize I never had an Asian teacher in the classroom. So I just hope that being as a future Asian American teacher that, you know, students do feel specifically like Asian American students feel like they're, you know, being represented and that they feel like they just, I don't know, I just feel like they hope they feel like they're represented and that they can connect to someone, um, to their own race and culture. And that brings me back to what I said earlier about being a future teacher and what I can do for my Asian American students. And all really I can do is like let them know I'm there for them. And if they need someone to talk to, then I will be there for them. When I was doing my student practicum earlier this year, I didn't get close to the students as I hoped, and that was on me. However, when I returned to the school in the fall for my student teaching, I, I may possibly actually get to see them in person, which is exciting. I really want to build relationships with the kids and hope that they can see, even though I'm a student teacher, um, I am someone they can reach out to. And I really believe that schools should open spaces for students um to come and be heard um when i say that i'm talking about um with the rising asian hate crimes i'm sorry if i'm all over the place right now but um with the rising asian hate crimes i do want um i do hope that schools are you know 
going out and creating spaces for students to be heard. And I actually saw that Oregon Beaverton School District, they set up a Zoom meeting during the week of the Atlanta shooting. And they set up a Zoom meeting where Asian American students and staff could come and have the support system they needed. They actually expected about 15 participants to show up, but more than 100 people came. They came and logged in. So that's really um, amazing. And I understand that the Asian Americans are hurting, we still are, and having these systems, these support systems, and having places that are safe, safe environments for students and staff to come and talk is really, really crucial. And um, I really hope I can be a part of that support system. Though I do have to point out that not all Asian American students will feel comfortable going um, maybe to me or to spaces, um, especially when teachers are not exactly the people that should be in a huge response, like a huge position. Um, and what I mean by that is like, well, what happened in Carolinton, Texas? Did you hear about what happened there? No, I didn't hear about it. Um, so basically there was a question on a sixth graders test and mind you, it was a sixth graders test in middle school. And it said, which one of these Chinese norms is true? And there were three answers, multiple choice and A. A, it's normal in China to cut off someone's lips if they burp in a restaurant. B, it is normal in parts of China to give children 50 lashes by a cane if they steal a piece of candy. And C, it's normal in parts of China to eat cats and dogs. And it just amazes me how people can be so heartless. This was, on, this was on a test given by a teacher. Teachers are given a huge responsibility and that this really shows that racism is taught. Um, I cannot tell you how many times someone has asked me if I eat cats and dogs. Um, Summer actually, when the pandemic hit us, there was a spike um, of hate crimes towards Asian Americans. And I was, I was speaking on my frustration and how I hated it, like the stereotype that Asians eat cats and dogs. And my brother's response, he's white, by the way. I mean, it's not bad to be white, but just a little information there is that he said to me, well, it's true. And I was really, I was speechless and I still am. Um, it's really disappointing to hear that from someone who is in my family. Wow, that's really awful. I'm so sorry to hear about your brother speaking to you that way, especially since, like, he's your family. And even though he grew up with you, he still doesn't understand how that could be incredibly offensive. But to just kind of go off of that, I did hear about a teacher being racist during her class in Sacramento. Um, this teacher, this high school teacher, was showing their students the differences between Chinese and Japanese. She did this by pulling back her eyes, using the slant eyes, which is incredibly offensive. And in her Zoom recording, she said, and I quote, if your eyes go up, you're Chinese. If they go down, you're Japanese. If they're straight, you don't know. It is really incredibly disappointing to hear a teacher say that. 
and to be her surname, I just couldn't imagine that. That's really disappointing. And really, overall, I just want to express my condolences to the people who have lost loved ones due to the hate crimes or have been impacted.、Um, and what I just really want to say is that we won't stop raising our voices to stop Asian hate. With that said, we are going to wrap up this podcast. And I really had an amazing time with you today, Edgar. Thank you for coming in and、uh, taking the time to share your perspectives and thoughts with not only with me but with other listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much again, Edgar. And I really hope you all enjoyed listening to Talk of the Day with Kaylee Kay.